podcast for spring 2024. I'm your host today, Warren, and I'm here with Derek. Hey, hey. Uh, we are entering week seven of our wisdom literature curriculum. Um, you guys just got to go over um, Songs of Psalms 2 last week. I hope that was a, a fruitful group with good conversations and questions. Um, but we are moving into our next book of the wisdom literature, Proverbs. Um, so we're going to be in Proverbs 3 this week. Derek, you want to give us a quick rundown about a little con- context of Proverbs even before? Yeah. Um, I mean, Proverbs is kind of strange because the context doesn't really matter all that much, yeah. right? It's not like uh, most historical narratives. A lot of the Old Testament is set kind of in a historical narrative. But yeah, it's just sayings. It's pro- They're Proverbs, right? They're just little sayings, uh, wise sayings. So I think in your groups, focus on that. Don't, don't, do a deep dive into historically when was Proverbs written and all that, because that's just going to distract from what I think the main points are, which are the wisdom being shared. Yeah, that, that is great. Um, so I guess what's going on in our specific Proverbs in this chapter in Proverbs 3? Well, I mean, I, I think this is characteristic of a lot of the Proverbs, but it's hard to kind of nail down one theme. It's, you, you'll see just, they kind of take, it's like a winding river almost that takes you a lot of different directions where it'll hit on a lot of different themes, even, even like verse to verse, it'll just kind of take you and it, it almost jerk you in a completely different direction. Um, so I tried to lay out in the written curriculum, a few different themes I think you might focus on in the group. This is partially my own kind of personal interest right now because it's something that I'm working on. But I think attention is a prevalent theme in this proverb. You see it right from the beginning. My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. And then in verse three, do not let your loyalty and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them, that is the commandments of God, around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. I think what is happening here is the author of Proverbs is encouraging us to think about God and to make God our focus. And not only, I mean, yeah, God, but also like what God has said to us and what God has done for us. And that there's something really important about that. Like it's not just doing it for the sake of doing it. You know, we don't just memorize verses, for example, just to have more uh, in the hopper. But you see in verse four, so that you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and of people, that there's something really important about what we give our attention to. And so, and you all know attention is a bit of a, I don't know if it's quite a hot topic, but it's something people are talking about with technology, the attention economy, social media. So I think students would be open to this idea of, hey, what do we, what do we do with our attention? Why does it matter? And what is this, how is this, what, what wisdom is this proverb sharing with us? Yeah. I think I've heard like the phrase, like there's so much like fighting for your attention a lot over like the past year or two and I think like that is something that can come up here really well that just like even like discussing with students what's fighting for your attention now and like how can we like rewire our brains like what we want our attention to be drawn to even yeah so definitely I think that's right I think that's 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 a challenge and I think this is why you see like in verse three Bind them around your, and this is not the only place in in the Old Testament where I, there's. I, I don't I, the exact verse is escaping me right now, but um, other places in the Old Testament where in similar instructions are given. But bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. There, there's this recognition that unless we do that, unless we put it right in front of our faces, we're gonna we're gonna forget it. We're gonna be inclined yeah. to 
let our attention be drawn some other direction. And so there, we may need to take some extreme measures to make sure that this stays in front of, um, in front of us and yeah. that we, we see it and we remember it. Yeah. Even uh, for you guys as leaders, this might be a cool time to like reflect back to Ecclesiastes 2 and 3 because I'm thinking about like what Pearson talked about on here about how like there's so much that like we want to fight for to like make like the main thing in our lives but it like it all like I forget the way, exact way it's phrased in Ecclesiastes but I just want to say meaningless because I'm thinking of Ecclesiastes yeah, yeah. Um, but of just like these things fighting to our tensions in the end like aren't going to be meaningful as like the focus in our attention on God that's right so just simple yeah. but just a cool time yeah yeah, they say that uh, every pastor really has one sermon. And, and what they mean by that is every pastor has kind of one point that if you kind of pay attention to their sermons over a long period of time, you see this theme just coming back up over and over and over again. And I think the wisdom literature is like that. There yeah. really is like one sermon here. Yeah. And that's what do you find valuable? Mm. And is that what God says you should find valuable? And asking us to kind of reevaluate that and recognizing that this is where true wisdom actually is. Yeah. And I think every, I mean, there are a lot of tangents, right? So that's you know, a lot of branches off of that tree. But I think that's what every verse in the wisdom literature is pointing us back to. Yeah. And I think that's something like great that our students kind of need to be going through of like just... Definitely, yeah. I mean just constantly thinking about like, what are these things in my life that I'm seeking and how, like, am I actually seeking God or are there other things taking that place? So yeah, yeah. love that we're coming back to that. Uh, is there anything else from Proverbs 3, any like key topics that you want to hit on really quick or? Yeah. I mean, we can do it quickly. The, I mean, the, the wealth passage, right? There, there are verses in here about, about wealth. And I think, you know, that, that's one of those things that can kind of draw our attention um, away from God is the pursuit of money and pleasure. And so it, it's hard to avoid, you know, avoid that theme in this passage when you read all, all of Proverbs. And I know it's something that we hear a lot. And I know this isn't the first time that we've even talked about it, right? It's not the first time that wealth has come up or, or money. But um, even though it might be like, okay, roll our eyes. Yeah, we're not supposed to, to find true happiness in wealth um, or, or in money. I think what's worth asking your students is how much, so we go back to the attention theme, how much of your attention is directed toward wealth? And even if it's indirectly, so think about things that are making you, you're pursuing a certain career, you're pursuing getting grades so you can get to that career, um, pursuing other things that make you comfortable, um, that make you happy or secure, and then ask how much of your life, how much of your attention is directed toward f becoming wise. I think students will recognize if you ask them that a disparity, a big, a, a huge gap between um, how much we, how much we're consumed really by wealth, or if you want to kind of stretch that that concept a little bit more to like comfort and security as well. Mm -hmm that we'll recognize that a lot of what we do uh, is directed towards that and not towards finding true wisdom, which again is what yeah. the Proverbs and, and all the wisdom li literature is calling us back toward. No, that's good. It's kind of, it feels like it's cut from the same cloth of what we've yeah. been talking about with attention. Definitely. So that's sweet. Uh, well, we can move on a little bit. Where, um, I guess, important to our wisdom literature curriculum has kind of been where does the gospel like kind of shine in the midst of this? So kind of where... Where do we find the gospel? Where do we see the gospel in Proverbs 3? 
Yeah, I mean, one of the passages I included in in the curriculum was John 1, where Jesus is called the Logos. Now, this is a little bit of history, so don't glaze over, but the Word of God is how that's usually translated. And um, But traditionally, we've seen this connection between the, the Word uh, of God and the wisdom in the Old Testament. Uh, and so you, you read things, in, in, for example, in Proverbs 3.19, the, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth, whereas John 1 would just say the Lord or God by his word founded the earth, right? All things in Colossians, we read all things are created through him and by him. And so I think that means really that um, as Christians, what we confess about Jesus is he isn't a wise person. Yeah. He's wisdom himself, mm-hmm. like wisdom incarnate, truth incarnate, right? The way, the truth, and the life, um, the word. Uh, these are things that we think of as abstract nouns, but for Christians, they are embodied in the person of Jesus. Yeah, that's good. I even like from connecting all this tend to ask the question like where like where was Jesus' attention? Like completely asking it with Proverbs three. And I think like looking at that, we pretty obviously see that his attention wasn't on things of the world. It was like pretty regularly like focusing on like seeking the quiet place with God, seeking the Father. And then if it wasn't seeking the Father, it was seeking others and seeking to spread truth to the culture he was in. Yeah, so. definitely. Great point. Yeah. Sweet. Um, well, I guess to kind of close this, anything else you want to mention, any practical application or anything you want to leave to leaders to kind of would be a cool thing to tell their students this week? Yeah, I mean, I think the applic- there are a lot of different applications and practices, so, so maybe consider which direction you want to go. But the one that I included in the book, I was trying to think of what is the modern version of time, what's the, the Proverbs say the, in Proverbs 3, to bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. So writing on the tablet of your heart, maybe that's the same, but how do we bind them around our neck so which they're always in front of us? And maybe that means wearing a necklace, right? That's the literal um, way. But I, I just wondered what are ways in which we're constantly putting God's word in front of us, that, that it's reminding us about what God has said. So I thought like, hey, write on write some verses on post-it notes and put it on your bathroom mirror or on your inside your computer, whatever it is, whatever you're constantly going back to throughout the day. Um, some Maybe it's a phone background. Those are like little steps you can take to try to put God's word um, in front of you. If you want to get a little bit more intense, uh, invite your students to do what, you, what I would just call an attentional audit, which mm-hmm. just means over the next week to take care and write down uh, everything you pay attention to. Maybe it's mm-hmm. even just as simple as like looking at the phones on your screen time, uh, yeah. like the screen time on your phones over over a week and seeing how much time and attention am I giving to these things and how much am I giving to pursuing wisdom, pursuing Jesus? No, that's, that's awesome. That's really good. I love that. Uh, well, we're hoping that Proverbs 3 is just a really good conversation with you guys. Sparks a lot of good, um, just good thought and good conversation. We hope that it leaves your students thinking. And But yeah, I think that's all we got here. Thanks for being on, Derek. Yeah, have a good week. Sweet. See you guys.